Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, doing the show again tonight with my good friends Genre and Sue. <coughs> hey there. Yellow. And our special guest tonight, uh, returning once again, is uh, uh, Packy Weiland, um, uh, who does the show Occupy the Airwaves here on uh, uh, Civil Politics, on Valley Free Radio, <laughs> and uh, is also like a longtime committed activist for peace and justice in the Pioneer Valley. Uh, welcome, Paki. It's great to have you. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Sure, sure. So uh, we do love to hear from our listeners. So if you've got anything you want to say, or uh, I, I guess after, since you're listening to this after it's aired, uh, if you got anything you wish we, we should have asked Paki, because we could always have her on again, uh, just, you know, drop us an email, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. And uh, yeah, you can also go there to listen to previous episodes where uh, Paki has graced our humble little show. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, uh, Paki, you were testifying, uh, in the state house, uh, this week. Uh, yes. you want to tell us about that? Yes. On, uh, on Wednesday last, I, uh, I was, I went with the, uh, the, uh, the other activist from our Valley, Ira Helfan and, uh, Tim and Wallace and uh, others to Boston to testify on behalf of, of two resolutions. And I'll, I'll just tell our audience what they are and invite you to write your own letters to, um, to your, your state senator and representatives regarding these two uh, resolutions. One is Senate Resolution 1487, and that is a resolution to embrace the treaty on the prohibition of nuclear weapons. The resolve is to support the treaty on the prohibition of nuclear weapons. And this is something that was promoted a couple of years ago by ICANN, this international co committee to, uh, to abolish nuclear weapons. And um, many non-nuclear nations have signed this treaty, uh, but none of the nuclear nations have signed it. So we would like our government to sign it. Um, I was asked, well, what, what are you doing this at the State Department? I mean, at the uh, in the State House, this is an, a national thing. And I I wanna just, just remind our audience that um, people at every level of, the, of citizenship or of government have the opportunity to go on record around moral issues. And um, and in Northampton, when I lived in Northampton, we certainly had a number of resolutions uh, related to nuclear weapons and various wars that our country was involved in. And, um, and part of the rationale was, no, the city of Northampton, any more than the state of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, 
will not ban the uh, the the use of nuclear weapons. Will not ban nuclear weapons, but it furthers the discourse. It furthers the conversation and names the evils of nuclear weapons. And as we all know, that uh, we have never since the creation of the of nuclear weapons been closer than we are now to to them actually being used and uh, and this war in ukraine is is one of the the opportunities for people in on any side to uh to even accidentally uh cause a, a nuclear war and as ira hellfan and his back from the brink people have told us innumerable times if a if a, a nuclear weapon is used, a second one will be used, and uh, and this will cause a nuclear winter, and uh, and the the devastation is is incalculable. So we must do everything we can, whether it's at our city level, the Commonwealth level, or what we'd like to have happen is every nation in the world wake up and see the the horrors that a nuclear war would cause and um and ban them forever so so that's that's one and i'll i'll just do the second part quickly so we can go on to converse but so that's that's senate bill 1487 that's the the treaty on the prohibition of nuclear weapons the second bill is senate bill 1488 and house bill 738 the, both of these senate bills have been uh, have been brought forth by Senator State Senator Joe Comerford, and uh, and the House bill is was was brought forward by Lindsay Sabadosa. Eagle-eared listeners might have heard that the Senate bill was numbered fourteen eighty eight, uh, and. When I heard that, I thought I should make a little disclaimer. That's just how Senate bills work. That's how numbering works. The previous one was 1487. This one's 1488. It has no other meaning other than that's the Senate bill number. It's just a very unfortunate number. That's all. Well, just wanted to let everybody know, put your mind at ease, and now back to the show. And that is is a a resolve providing for an investigation and study by a special commission relative to the existential threats posed by nuclear weapons and climate change. Threats of nuclear weapons and climate change to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, to the people and life in our Commonwealth. So um, so those are the two bills that, um, that I would encourage our listeners to uh, to get in touch with with your state rep, your state senator, and if it isn't Joe Comerford or Lindsay Sabadosa, get in touch with whoever your your senator and representative is, and and have them push for the those two to be brought before the the floor for a, a household. So that's okay, what Packers. I that yes. When I was when I was young, like you know, fifties and sixties, maybe even the seventies, we had a doomsday clock, and we were like at five minutes to midnight, like all through my my younger years. Uh-huh. And I, I hate to ask this, but you said something well, before we went on the air about where the doomsday clock is now. And, Ninety and I, seconds. 
What did you say? 90 seconds to midnight. 90 seconds. I think it's nine seconds to midnight, isn't it? It's 90 is it seconds. 90? Nine zero. 90 mm-hmm. seconds. Yes. Nine zero. So a minute and a half. <laughs> so I guess we I guess we're in a worse spot, but oh my God. Yeah. And and the question is, is Russia gonna is Russia gonna keep threatening or actually use a tactical nuclear weapon if they get into trouble? Well, you know, that's you, that's part of the calculus, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and that somebody else will respond, someone, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people have weapons. Israel has weapons, Pakistan, India. Yeah, it's it's a scary world. That second South bill, that had, South, South Africa has weapons? I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Uh, they designed, teamed up with the Israelis on that one, actually. Yes. Sweet. And that's, that's where Israel got the raw materials, the fissile materials to make it. Yes. Oh, yellow cake. Right. They got the yellow cake. So the second bill that you testified on, um, that also includes climate change. So to really do an assessment analysis of how the Commonwealth would fare or is going to fare with yes. um, what's happening in the climate. That that was added this year. Um, it, it came up in the last session. Uh, both of these bills this is the second year that both of the second round um the second session that they've both been brought before us and uh, you know as, as i mean you probably are aware that um there we have more bills that are brought before our uh state senate and and house than probably any other state in the union and uh, i mean it's 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 outrageous and uh, so many of them never get out of committee, and so many of them never get voted on. But so, so, but people who are determined just have them brought back the next year and the next year, so that um, someday they may get passed. And this was this, these were hearings on the two bills yes. that you testified in front of the Senate. Yes. Yeah. And the two, the two. Uh, the the chairs of these of this committee were it was a, a senator Timothy and uh, and senator Gonzalez and Gonzalez is from Springfield and um, and I I recognized him he they're they're both pretty good I mean they're both quite good actually um, and the thing that was that was very odd and I, I'll just share this because I was so struck by it as I think we all were so this hearing. And before this committee, and um, and Michael, you might be able to find the, the exact name of this committee. It covers domestic violence, uh, safety, domestic and international, you know, everything from domestic safety to international safety. And so people were there. We were there. We were called between 11 and 4, 11 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And, uh, and we had no idea when our particular uh, bills were going to be brought forth. So um, the first bill was on um, protecting first-line workers, nurses, and people who, um, who work in emergency rooms. And, uh, and there, were, there was compelling um, arguments. There was, there was compelling um testimony by people 
Uh, and then we had um, safety and um, oh, things like um, accessibility. So the Americans with Disabilities Act came and talked about that. And, and meanwhile, um, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And the police came, the, the firefighters came, um, state senators and state reps came to testify. And finally, about three o'clock, our issues came forward and uh, and our, our arguments were compelling. It was nothing I don't think these two um, chairs hadn't heard before. And and what I what I said to them because you know we can all go through our our the facts and figures down to you know the ninety seconds, but but I think this is the opportunity that every lawmaker has or every citizen has to um, as as Dr. Martin Luther King is quoted as saying. Um, you know, the arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. And we know that the arc of the universe is is uh, neutral. But when we put our weight on it, it bends toward justice. And so what we did in bringing these two bills to to the legislature, with these the senators and representatives who are supporters of these bills do, is they provide them the opportunity to stand and to put their weight on justice and peace. So I think it's a gift that uh, that we bring to them uh, to, to actually take these moral stands. So I will stop now and and let you all continue with your uh, this conversation and we'll engage in with a little more give and take. Thanks. Well, I do have a, I, thanks, Paki. I, I... Appreciate you coming on and telling us about it. I I do have a question though about um, uh, so uh, SB one four eight seven. This is uh, for the nuclear prohibition treaty. So this is different from the nuclear non proliferation treaty, which the U.S. is signatory to. That's about like not having more countries develop nuclear weapons, but it doesn't say anything about the U.S. getting rid of the ones we already have. You're saying we should get rid of every nuclear weapon we have. Uh, as well as well as as should every other nation on earth. Yes, hmm. that the um, the treaty actually says that having uh, nuclear weapons is illegal. But of course, unless everybody signs it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering, uh, uh, and you know, before you were telling us about what you were doing uh, and I was we were talking uh, before we went on the air and of course I was the one who brought up like well of course you know uh treaties like this this is this is a foreign policy decision that happens at the federal level so you know in a very real sense the state of Massachusetts uh you know we don't have the state of the, the state government doesn't have the authority to implement uh, uh such a decision even if it wanted to um but I do take your point that you know, if the state says, yeah, but we think this is a good idea. I mean, this is part of the idea of states being the laboratories of democracy. If a state government formally petitions the federal government to be like, hey, you should do this, that carries weight, you know, and I I, I, I agree. And it represents like, a, you know, the, the desires of a section of the country. And I, I think that all makes sense. I do wonder, though, as a matter of 
uh, you know, law and policy, uh, would it uh, do, would it involve like the state? You know, is it does it offer like a formal directive or any kind of um, instruction to uh, our federal representatives? Like, would you know, Senators Warren and Markey uh, and our state reps have to be like, well, all right, you know, our 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 state voted on this, and now we uh, you know we formally support pushing this this the nuclear prohibition or or whatever. I just I don't I don't know and I certainly don't know if any if such a measure could pass, you know, constitutional muster, but I mean is that part of what you're looking at or does it involve putting state money towards doing this? I, you know, what does it do beyond saying like we think this is a good idea? Cuz I'm not trying to argue that it isn't a good idea. I'm just does it go beyond that? I I don't think it does. I okay. but I think what it does is is it amplifies Mm-hmm. Uh, from this particular vantage point, that message. That's yeah. all. Yeah. We have um, Raytheon here and a little known company, uh-huh. which is huge, called called Draper Draper Laboratories. And uh-huh. it, the, the people who developed were, the inertial guidance for uh, uh, deep sea submersibles and uh, ballistic missiles. Ray, Raytheon, yeah, yeah. And well, Draper, Draper, they were doing that back oh, in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were uh, well, there were protests about that. I remember reading about this in grad school. It was one of the first well, times where it's like, oh wait, what's this activism coming to our staid, boring laboratories working on defense contracts? You know, it was a it was a big deal at the well, time. When they- they plotted out where the Russians were going to send their missiles. You know, Boston was a big target because of Raytheon mm. and Draper. But so I'm I'm speculating that, you know, package bills and the testimony around them could also encourage the state to look long and hard at sort of, you know, some of the governmental installations that we have here in the state that support those industries. Mm. And, you know, it, it, there could be some pressure brought on that, too, or just enough to say to the senators and reps, you know, stop taking money from them at the very least. You know, don't take their money. But I can see some pressure points in Massachusetts for that. And I just want to mention, by talking about what's, what's available in, in the Boston area, right here in, in the Valley, in Northampton, is L3 Harris which is one of the uh, submarine yep. of, of, of uh, defense contracts. And, uh, you know, they, unlike Boeing and, and Raytheon, they don't make bombs. They don't make drones. They make all the components that make the drones work that, that allow the drop, the bombs to be dropped. And they do a lot on surveillance, both. And I say from the, the, uh, the borders, to perhaps your bedroom. Well, it's right here too. It's not just in Boston. It's right here on Hospital Hill. Well, and I grew up in the town of Andover. There's a major Raytheon facility there. Um, Has been my whole life. So um, that, and it's right next door to what was uh, I don't think it still is, but it certainly was the uh, regional hub for the IRS. So the my understanding of growing up was that, uh, you know, we were we were on the list, maybe not top of the list, but sooner or later the Russians were going to get around to nuking uh, our, my hometown because you know defense contractor and the tax collectors. I mean, you know, that's that's a two for one with you know destroying capitalism right there. 
Yeah, but the tax collector, that could be very popular. So, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm a good song. My Republicanism. But not liking the tax collectors is one thing. Wanting to get incinerated <laughs> along with them is another. <laughs> good, good, good point. Well, what a horrible, what a horrible discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it feels so, <laughs> Woo, so real with Ukraine. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I'm going back to duck and cover under my desk, you know. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That's, you guys yeah. aren't old enough to remember that, so. I, I I never did it, but I remember hearing about it. Obviously, yeah, I remember learning about it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So the the text of the of the fourteen s fourteen eighty seven. I I was just reading through it, um, and part of it is uh, resolved that it shall henceforth be the policy of the General Court of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to pursue whatever measures may be found necessary and appropriate to protect the citizens of the Commonwealth from the existential threat posed by nuclear weapons. Nu I'm just going to skip by that. Weapons yep. and to contribute <laughs> in whatever ways it can as a Commonwealth towards the elimination to, towards the total elimination of these weapons from all countries in line with the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons uh, and and uh, get nuclear and it keeps going. Um, hopefully that nuke. would uh, be something that could be actionable like or that could push push uh legislators not to deal with stuff like that but it i don't know if it would have an effect but it's it's a it's it's good to have to have something like this on the record and it says it's joining like all these states and cities and like 20 cities and towns in massachusetts which have taken action to protect citizens from the existential threat of nuclear war by embracing this treaty and endorsing the national back from the brink platform. So we have 20 cities and towns in, in, in the Commonwealth that have mm. uh, done something similar, like on their own. Yeah. I think it's I, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm on the one hand, I'm like, well, you know, this is a federal matter. So, you know, this isn't going to do that much. And uh, yeah. But on the other hand, um, this is this is part of the whole uh uh what do they call it uh, the Overton window the whole sort of progress of like going from like yeah nukes are fine to like mm, nukes are actually horrifying we should get rid of them all <laughs> um <laughs> and uh yeah like like <clears throat> one this is this is actually one of the things that uh, I've uh was been thinking about uh and more more broadly of late just because I'm uh, trying to evaluate, you know, do I think Joe Biden's doing a really good job or a really bad job? Is he really progressive actually, or just, you know, more of the same or whatever? And it just, it occurred to me that the way the U.S. has structured its government uh, and the way many of the states operate, and because we have the authority, you know, devolved to the states, um, that we tend to it's hard to to like make big changes quickly in the united states like absent a a crisis where everybody's all focused on the same thing uh it's and even then of course you get crap like you know creating the department of homeland security after 911 kind of thing so it's not always good but uh 
the the it's it's hard to get the United States, uh, individual states, or the the na- the nation as a whole to do things uh, quickly. But the advantage to uh, this kind of consensus building and several states have passed measures saying we should do X, Y, or Z is that when it does happen, it's solid because there is a real consensus for it. And it's spread across the country, you know, uh, you know, regionally and demographically and whatnot. It's, uh, uh, once we once we've made the turn, we're really committed to it. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, I, you know, I, it's the Lord's work, as they say. <laughs> so, um, you know, when um, Reagan and Gorbachev um, started to reduce uh, the nuclear stockpiles. They did mm. that together. I know mm-hmm. you guys hate Reagan, but anyway. Um, they, I, they I'm, I'm glad. I am pleased President Reagan actually did take steps to reduce <laughs> our nuclear arsenal. That is something good he did. Flat out, you know, less nukes, good. Broken <laughs> clock. So yeah, yeah. So what they so what they did was they they also Ukraine had all the nukes. Ukraine was quite nuclear. Mm. Uh, was quite a a power and. You know, the the agreement that took their nukes away, Russia and the U.S. signed, which said that we would protect them from an invader. So the U.S. and Russia are on this treaty that's supposed to protect Ukraine. And here we are. They gave up their nuclear weapons. Do you think Putin would have invaded them if they had nukes? I don't know. But I've, I no. feel like we have a super obligation to Ukraine. And I'm horrified by what happened in the um, in the House that they're talking about abandoning um, support for Ukraine. Although, as a super pacifist, Packy, you probably have some different feelings than I do about that. Oh, do I ever? Um, I think we are the best way we can support the people of Ukraine is to stop the war. Um, Just stop it. Absolutely. Yes. Hundred percent. And. Uh, and of course, I don't mean just stop it, but to to begin negotiations, to support negotiations between the, the between Russia, Ukraine, and uh, and other interested parties or even non-aligned parties. Um, and the United States should get the hell out uh, and away because we cannot operate out of anything that is not our vested interest. And unfortunately, it seems our leaders who were trained in the days of the Cold War are still basically cold warriors and are not yep. able yep. to think beyond uh, the either or, the dichotomies. And um, and and I think, you know, uh, I just listened to a, a wonderful web- webinar with Helena Coban, who's a, a Quaker down in Virginia. And and her her, her driving point was, um, there could be an immediate armistice and that you don't have to agree on everything right now just to stop the killing. Now, what that would do to our munitions makers in this country is... You know, well, they're making a fortune right now. Yes, they're very getting very wealthy over this. Killings yep. on killings, yes. And, and everywhere yep. from, you know, from this radio program to everywhere we are, we need to expose 
who benefits? Who benefits from any of the wars, whether it's Yemen, somewhere in Africa, or Ukraine? It's certainly not the people. It's not the people it, it, who are who are the victims of the wars, who are dying, who are losing their homes, who are losing their loved ones, to people like us, people in this country, who what could be done with the money that is going to the war? That's going, as you pointed out, uh, Sue, it's, you know, it's going to Raytheon, it's going to Boeing, it's going to these big corporations, um, not even to the people, you know? So, I mean, yeah. we, we have to just keep exposing this and say, enough, we, we will not tolerate it. I have a question. Um, well, we 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 are like at the halfway point of the show. I, I like. Do we want to take a moment to do take a break and then uh, we can come back to this because it's certainly a fascinating subject. Sure. All right. So let's do that. We're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. But we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton, so come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. So hot labor summer has turned into F around and find out fall with the strikes. Uh, we have, even though the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, have uh, ended their strike and are finally going back to work and they're able to go back to work and everything like that, we still have a number of corporations that are feeling it right now. First off, we have Kaiser Permanente. 
as of this recording, there there is a three day strike. But when you're hearing this, it's probably just another day. So it's going to it's from Wednesday to Friday, I believe. And that is about 75,000 workers, including nurses, pharmacists, optometrists, like uh, it, tons and tons of people because they are overworked, underpaid. They need more people in the hospitals. And to attract those people, they need to have more money going to them. So, you know, that's important. You know, hospital workers, we should, you know, respect that. Disney and Marvel VFX have both unionized. There is Disney visual effects and Mar and the, the specifically Marvel. Uh, they have both voted and they've both voted to unionize. Now it goes to dealing with the actual companies, which is really, really great because especially Marvel, there are a lot of stories about crunch and people getting completely overworked and because of all the stuff that we see in Marvel movies just Think about all the work work that had to go into Ant-Man uh, Quantumania. For what? And lastly, the Drew Barrymore show is set to return, but their writers are not. Drew Barrymore uh, was <laughs> pilloried uh, because she started filming her her talk show without writers so uh this is crossing the strike line and scapping everybody piled on and this is including her show and a few other shows that were a few other talk shows that were planning on on resuming filming they stopped everybody still went on about it and now that the strike is over her writers can return to work they're choosing not to and this is happening with a couple other productions because they broke the strike. I don't know what's happening with The View. The View has been on the air during the entire strike, just scabbing every day. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. But uh, yeah, Drew Barrymore, they are looking for new writers now. Hopefully we will hear more about the Kaiser uh, strike the and the... Marvel and Disney and the UAW is still on strike. They're still trying to get a good deal and they have actually expanded their strike to more, more workers at, at another plant. Finally, if anybody is wondering the SG, sorry, SAG-AFTRA, the actors guild uh, is in meetings with the AMPTP, the, the movie studios, the, the major studios to try and get a, a contract. They've been meeting all week and they're going to be continuing their meetings uh, Monday on the 9th. So hopefully within the next week or two, we're going to see uh, SAG-AFTRA go back to work again. And then we can, you know, have better paid and, and better protected um, actors and writers. And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow, still doing the show with Genre and Sue and our special guest, Pocky Weiland. Hi, Pocky. And, hey, Pocky. And uh, Genre, thanks for the strike update. And uh, you also had a question. You wanted to ask Pocky something uh, about uh, the, her position on the war in Ukraine and uh, what we should do about it. So I did. Um, and I, I agree that the, we need to figure out a way to not have 
war because that's bad. Uh, so many people are getting hurt. So many people are dying in it. Um, I'm just wondering how we can go into negotiations with the uh, with the assumption that uh, they can't have any of Ukraine because that's what the U- Ukrainians have said re- repeatedly. Like they can't have Crimea. So, and that is the one of the main positions of of Putin in in this war. So what that that seems to be like that would be a sticking point you know yeah i i think you're right there there are many sticking points and i think that's what helena coban really came up with was uh there in order not to resolve all those sticking points because if you did that there would be no more ukrainians left on the planet mm-hmm. but except ones who came to the united states but that's another story i mean they'd be russian I think, (laughs) if anything, like it, like either dead or Russian. Yeah, but but I think um, this the notion of the armistice to to stop the killing, and then to bring in nations. We you know there there are diplomats. I mean, uh, our our chief diplomat um, does not behave like a diplomat, and and that's. um, our Secretary of State, that that I think um, he has not done a very good job of acting like a Secretary of State. He's acted more like a Secretary of Defense and or offense. So I think um, I think it is within the realm of human possibility to stop the killing, and that would cut off, of course, all the money going to these defense contractors. But that's another problem. But but just to to stop the human suffering, and then to have people come to the table and have you know I don't know if any of you have ever been involved in mediation, but it's it's along the same kind of lines you know so so the Russians have certain people that they would like to have help them negotiate the Ukrainians would have people that they would like to have them negotiate. And, and to bring all those people together and to take the time to really look at all the various dimensions of this, you know, um, and, and so much that we in the United States, because we don't have, have a very thorough free press, um, that we that what we don't know fills volumes. And, um, and so to, to really give the time to the, the people of Ukraine, the people of Russia, the, the people of that area of the world, the opportunity to uh, to be heard and to, to come to some resolution. Um, it is resolvable. It is within, there is the capacity within humankind to, to find alternatives to violence. I think and, I, I, oh, sorry. I, I, I apologize. I didn't know you were done. If you're done. No, go ahead. I'm done. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, um, I think that I've I've always said, and I've said this multiple times on on the show, that um, given the time, the resources, and the will, that humans can do anything. They can do. We we can figure out anything. We can solve any problem. That's that's our superpower. You know, um, we don't have like fangs or or anything. We have like 
big old brains. And <laughs> the problem is that we have big old brains. We overthink things and some people are just intractable. And I have been a uh, part of mediations before. Um, I've mediated a lot of things. Um, me not in the official mediation like capacity, but I've I've uh, talked to I've I've been in the middle of two parties and try to figure things out. If one of them is intractable, and or if one of them is demanding something that the other one just won't give, if one of them is not is not speaking for the who they're representing and they're just speaking for themselves, then that's um that that. At the very least, it makes things harder. It makes things uh, like almost impossible to f figure out. You have the uh, like. I agree. Like you have um, representatives from each from each party. They speak on behalf of the citizens of Ukraine and the and the and the citizens of Russia. But the the people that are going to be arguing for Russia aren't listening to the people. They're just listening to the head of government. So, well, we don't know. That. I'm sorry. We don't. We don't know that. We don't. Don't we? No. I mean, the negotiations aren't happening. Well, they. But they have. the idea is, if 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 uh, Vladimir Putin doesn't want his government to negotiate, if he doesn't want to uh, talk peace, if he wants to pursue this war. Uh, his authority over Russian affairs does seem to be really solid. Um, and how do you propose that we get him to talk if he doesn't want to? Especially well, if he we, wants Crimea and he and he can't have it. Well, he he and he has it, so he wants to keep it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you know, I think we're we're we've really been been hoodwinked by our press um, because I have read. That Putin was open to negotiations, and I think that that a number of countries, and I and I think the United States should get away because we have too many vested interests. Um, we have too many cold warriors who want to just bring down Russia, who who you know who, who create stories about Russia and Putin, uh, some of which may be true, some of which are are. Play blatantly not true but but i think that the idea is to first of all stop the killing give people breathing space uh what's really important um even you know i mean I, you know I, i've probably said on this show that i think it was studs turkle who said um after teaching a course a semester course to journalism students he said if you can remember only two things Remember, governments lie. And if you can remember three words, remember all governments lie. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, yes. I I would definitely agree with that. Yes. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that that news station? I've been drawing a blank on their name, but we all we all listen to them. Um, it's not the BBC. They were uh, something America was it Arab? Was it Arab? Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera, yeah, what an eye opener! You mm. know, you watch our news and then you watch Al Jazeera or even BBC, and you go, "Oh my God!" Or you watch um, uh, Free Speech TV, 
it's amazing what the rest of the world is talking about. It's, it's sometimes it's just horrifying because we have our, you know, everything on the news here is Trump. Everything's about Trump. He did this. He didn't do that. His head of accounting just had a handwritten note that says DJT is reviewing this for the final review. I mean, it's just endless. And there's all this other, all these other things in the world that just, it, it's like it, it is. It's it's not binomial. Um, when two opposing forces, Packy, I think you said it earlier. Bilateral. You know that yeah, just sort of two. You know, it's either black or white. It's this or that. It's you know we can't we 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 get rid of all the nuance so that we can be really mad. Uh, bipolar. Yeah. I yeah. yeah kind of bipolar. I, I really gotta. I really gotta say. I I don't think you're on the right track here, Packy. Um, for the simple reason that um, there's a war in Ukraine because uh, Vladimir Putin decided that he wanted to annex it. He wanted to conquer it through brute military force and invaded the country. There's a war because this guy in Russia basically has the power, you know, has the political power. Um, and, uh, you know, you can say what you want about Russian internal affairs. Uh, I don't pretend I understand a great deal about them, but it 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 is pretty clear that um, he is, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 a dictator with a, a great deal of, of control over that nation. And he sent in tens of thousands, more than 100,000 soldiers to conquer Ukraine. And kill anyone who tried to stop them. And they continue to do so. He continues to want all of the Ukraine and he continues to, uh, you know, strongly desire to hold onto all the territory they have seized. And, uh, you know, like if the United States had not been providing weapons and, you know, I completely agree with you that there are huge problems with our military industrial complex and defense contractors uh, get way too much public money and we spend far too much of our uh, time and energy building more weapon systems. Sure. But nevertheless, without U.S. support, the U- Ukraine would have been conquered and uh, a a brutal reign of terror would, pr- would sort of, re- you know, have swept over that whole country. And that's not particularly peaceful. Um, that's not good. That wouldn't stop the killing. So I, you know, like I'm 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 with you on the I'm against starting wars. I think wars are really terrible things. We shouldn't start them. But I do think that if somebody else starts one with us, we should win it because They've started it, and you know, uh, and, and and what does winning the war mean? Well, that's uh, uh, ultimately a thing that the Ukrainians have to decide. But I, I, you know, the the war would be over tomorrow if Russia would just withdraw. So, I, you know, I don't know. It's 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 a. I'm a bit reminded of the of the arguments I've had, or the, the going back and forth I do about John Brown. Um, you know, who was a religious zealot and terrorist uh, who committed multiple br- bl- brutal, bloody murders 
um, and, uh, you know, attempted uh, uh, sedition against the United States. Um, he did all that because slavery was an unconscionable evil and nobody was uh, – and he just couldn't bear to sit around and, and, and let it happen anymore. So he took violent action to stop it and uh, he was effective. Uh, you know, the Harper's Ferry raid was uh, a key moment in making the Civil War happen and the Civil War uh, was essential to ending slavery. So – I mean, John Brown was at least kind of right. So, uh, you know, and so by by somewhat similar uh, uh, logic, uh, supporting the people of Ukraine as they, you know, wage terrible war against the Russian invaders. Uh, I think there's logic to that. I think there's I think there's a, a justification for that. I think it makes sense to support that. Um because the alternative is to let them be conquered and massacred. And I don't think that's good either. So I don't know. So what do you, what, you know, we've got a, a few minutes left. Uh, uh, that, there's but, my position. What do we say? What, what do you think? I mean, obviously you, you do have logic there. Let mm -hmm. me just remind you and our audience that mm -hmm. there is a community forum on the war in Ukraine mm -hmm. at, uh, Forbes Library on hmm. Monday, the 16th of October from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And hmm. the panel will discussion includes two supporters and two opponents of U.S., of current U.S. policy. So this is a, a good opportunity for all of us to, to learn a lot more, um, to really be educated. And the only thing I'd, I'd throw into the mix, Michael, is um, is... NATO, mm -hmm. which has been spoken of in this conversation, and uh, and the threat that that NATO posed to Russia. Now, whether that's real or uh, imagined, um, it certainly is is a going back. The United States and all of NATO said they were not going to go further east, and that was twenty years ago. And they have gone much further east. In fact. They have encircled the globe. Um, so NATO is not simply the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, but it is a a, a, a universal um, terrorist organization, in fact. Um, but it's um, under the guise of uh, of being the the counter to um, the Warsaw Pact, which which closed down. And uh, and instead of NATO closing down too, so we don't have to be in opposition to the Warsaw Pact anymore, uh, they said, "Aha! Uh -huh, I think this is another way to increase our militarism around the globe." But that's for another story, another time. And I, I just want to say thank you for having me. And and I love your your name, you know, this the uh, civil politics, and and I I love that. Um, that we do seem to spread more more light than heat, and, uh, well, and that's you. really. Um, we need to use that for our tagline now. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate your your willingness, each of our willingness to uh, to to not hold back on our beliefs, and to uh, you know to expose those, and to uh, and to 
and to have them challenged. Um, that I think that's that's part of what democracy is supposed to be about, I think. Well said. So so thanks for, for this good program you do. Thanks for having me on with you. And uh, and I, I wish you well and uh, and invite me back. I'll, I'll be back. You can come back anytime you want. Absolutely. Just, I mean, you just have to email us. Give us a couple weeks notice. You just, we'll just. <laughs> we love having you on. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I think you, you provide a, a really good balance, even though your, your poor little long lost Republican has been very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Packy. It's always very educational. And what was the date on that Forbes Library thing again? The sixteenth. Sixteenth. I have that. 16th. It's going to be on the uh, the web page when when we put the um, this up on Saturday. Sweet. And I just want to say, look at how we behaved when they when Russia and China were talking to Cuba. We went nuts. So oh, yeah. I understand how Russia feels. Yep. Sure. I I understand Russian concerns, but you know, I don't think the uh Russian invasion of Ukraine was any more justified than our invasion of Iraq. And I well, you know, I I'm not I'm not stolen children. I I agree with you. It's horrifying. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I don't even know what that is, but you know, like I'm I'm not calling for the death of American soldiers or anything like that, but you know, I think it's 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 a shame that there wasn't an international coalition that stood up to support Iraq against our, you know, self-serving lies and aggression back in 2003 uh, because, you know, we had no business invading Iraq and we did it anyways and we got away with it. And I think that's a real problem. Um, but I don't think that uh, letting Russia get away with invading Ukraine is the way to go forward either. But I don't know. I, I, I guess part of it is like I, I'm in favor of of how we have supported Ukraine, but I I I'm absolutely also think it would be great if uh, the killing would stop right now, and I think we should do whatever we can to make that happen. I agree with Paki about that at least. <laughs> with that agreement, I'll say goodbye and thank. You. All right, well, thank you, Paki. Appreciate having you on. All right, John Masu, any last words, or should I wrap it up? Rapping is good. <laughs> Drop okay. the beat. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, Don't that's going to do, do it. No, never mind. <laughs> that was a poor decision on my part. I apologize to everybody. <laughs> Apology. Remember that we have the community forum on the Ukraine war on October 16th. There is going to be a, uh, a timely link uh, in the description and on the website. Um, and uh, that is at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Apology accepted, Captain Nita. <laughs> All right. So. That's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and then OK Asia at midnight. we got a repeat broadcast Monday afternoons at 4. You can email us, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com to uh, agree with my sage position on the Ukraine war or explain to me why I'm really looking through the wrong end of the telescope. Or both. Um, yeah, and if you want to check us out as a podcast, you can do that starting tomorrow morning, so please do. Anyway, that's going to do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. 
To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.